Hi, this is Rich. And this is Melody. And this is the water cooler. And we're actually joined today by Sean Alexis. How are you doing today, Sean? Oh, I'm not too bad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always. Sean is our very awesome admin from Black Lives Now, blnow.org. So, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. If, if you got anything you want to say about yourself? No, I mean, I really enjoy doing the work. Uh, you know, it, working with Black Lives Now has been definitely an interesting experience. I've, I've met some unique people along the way, but yeah, I, I'm happy to be here. Sean is a father, an operations manager, and newly not single. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and, and, and good friend of Melody and I's. Yes. Yeah, good. absolutely. Okay. So one thing that we want to do here um, on our second podcast, right, we're going to do a different kind of format today. And one thing that we're going to do is we're going to read some news stories, uh, mainly by myself. And we're going to get some feedback from Melody and Sean. Okay. So the first story that I have, are you guys ready for this? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. It's called the Palmetto Cheese Story. Pimento Cheese? No. Palmetto Cheese Story. I, I, I oh. completely thought you were going a different direction with that. When you said Palmetto, the first thing I envisioned was like a giant cockroach flying at my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sean has grown up in Florida. Yeah, if we can tell that. Just right there, you got your, you got your Florida badge. Yeah. So, uh, so is this like a, a cheese shaped like a, a Palmetto? roach no no (laughs) i think this is a brand name right yeah this is um so basically this is not only a brand name palmetto cheese but also costco is all caught up in this oh my god so costco is a you know of course a florida favorite i love costco costco don't be a d word well let's see right this is for you guys to comment on once i'm done so let me go ahead and go through the story here um calls to boycott quote woke costco after it pulls popular palmetto cheese from 120 stores because dairy company founder slammed blm as a quote terror organization what yeah so furious shoppers have threatened to boycott uh, Costco over its, quote, woke decision to remove popular palmetto cheese from 120 of its stores after the founder of the dairy organization, uh, I already said this, right? Sorry, copy-paste. Um, the hashtag, quote, boycott Costco was trending on Twitter Wednesday afternoon with hundreds of critics blasting the retailer for removing an American-made product from its shells and stifling its free speech. Oh, crap. What do you think so yeah. far, Sean? I mean, honestly, like, the CEOs and, like, people marketing were probably, like, happy to get rid of the cockroach cheese. I mean, like, they're probably know, like, right? this is, like, a terrible name. It's probably not selling as well. I love it. This the cockroach like cheese. <laughs> you're like yeah so you know like that palmetto thing in florida is not really working out so well anyway let's get rid of it you know that's probably how that conversation went so here we go right imagine yourself as 
the um, buyer for Costco, right, of, of dairy and cheese products. Let me go ahead and read to you what the uh, CEO and founder of uh, Palmetto Cheese said. The issue began, oh, I'm sorry, it becomes after Palmetto Cheese owner Brian Buck Henry, who is also the mayor of Pauly's Island, South Carolina, blasted Black Lives Matter on his own Facebook page, calling the movement a, quote, terrorist organization. The issue began when Henry posted an angry rant on his Facebook page last month, decrying the slaying of, quote, two white people defensively gunned down by a black man. Henry's screed referenced the August 24th killings of Nick Wall and his 21-year-old stepdaughter, Laura Anderson, who police say were shot and killed by Taishim Walters III after a car crash and altercation in Georgetown, which also injured a third person. So, okay, we got that, right? Let's go into this. This is where it gets a little heinous, okay? So why do we stand by, and this is a quote by, by him. So why do we stand by and allow BLM to lawlessly destroy great American cities and threaten their citizens on a daily basis, Henry wrote the following day. Quote, should they have carte blanche license to pillage and destroy? Why? This has gone too far. Rise up, America. This BLM and Antifa movement must be treated like the terror organizations that they are. End quote. Henry, who is white, went on to state, quote, All lives matter. There. I said it. So am I racist now? Question mark. I think not. How about the POS who just gunned down three defenseless white people? You be the judge. So what do you guys think of that so far? Well, Costco was the judge and your cockroach cheese is out. <laughs> what Just you, saying. What do you think, Sean? Uh, I mean, I it, to me it just sounds like a, a scared white guy that lives in South Carolina that doesn't really know that many black people passing judgment. That's I mean, true. I mean, like how many black people probably live in his like white suburban neighborhood in the middle of South Carolina. I mean, maybe 10. I mean, he probably knows one of them if he even knows them. That's you know, a good like, point. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think it, it just sounds, it sounds like he, you're scared of what you don't know or understand. So, I mean, that that's what that sounds like. It's just, and he, he owns a cheese company in South Carolina. I mean, who really cares what his thoughts are? I mean, and, and the only place I this is the first time I've ever heard of uh, palmetto <laughs> cheese, you know. And I, I've eaten cheese since I've since I can remember, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm pretty sure palmetto cheese is for white people. Probably it tastes not. terrible. Well, because I mean, could you imagine any person like has even like Hispanic person or black person like, oh, I'm gonna go pick up some palmetto cheese? They'd be like, hell no, man, that that's like cockroach cheese. Like, why would I ever? <laughs> Like, no. <laughs> this is why it's great to get a black perspective. <laughs> oh, of course. So let me go ahead and just say this. Um, earlier this month, Henry called a press conference and apologized for his remarks. Oh, is anybody of re- Is anybody shocked by that, right? No, the white guy, 
spouts off, realizes it's terrible for his, you know, shareholders, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. It gets better than that, though. Oh, great. I am profoundly sorry for those who I offended with my post last week. My comments were hurtful and insensitive, Henry told reporters on September 3rd. I spent that past 10 days listening and learning. Please consider the hundreds of South Carolinans jobs that depend on its success, he pleaded. Yeah, and his yacht. So I got a I got a reply from Costco. Yes. Costco be like, nah. So, you know, the whole the whole issue is Costco pulled this thing, right? Because they were too quote woke, right? I first of all <laughs> I hear Sean Can we just stop for a second? Why is this news source saying that Costco is woke? That's is that is that offensive, Sean? Uh n- no, I mean, it's not offensive, but is it like the news source that's saying that, or is it the, the cheese company? <laughs> no, it's the <laughs> no, news source. The news <laughs> but either way, either way. So Costco... Yeah, it was just like, I was like, what kind of professional company says that I, I, they're too woke for me? I mean, I was like, what? Well, no, I... <laughs> you know, but, you know, even, even the news, I mean, that just, like, lets you know. I mean, it kind of sounds like a source like the Daily News or, or yeah. you know, some, like... Costco's not walking in here saying, like... Pfft. I'm woke. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's like something like the the Wendy's girl would say on Twitter when she's like roasting McDonald's yeah. or something. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Can the Black Lives Now pack be like the Wendy's Twitter girl? Well, you have to get a Twitter first. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of right, like, like a Wendy's roast. I right know. There. <laughs> All right, well, he's, he's like, well, you got to get one first. <laughs> So he needs to be her Wendy's girl. I'm going to task Sean with make yeah. Twitter account. Awesome. Okay. I'll have to get my, uh, my red pigtails out. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the official official um, response from Costco is, and if you guys can imagine the most corporate legalese that you can, right? Are you ready mm-hmm. for this? Uh, Costco rotates items in and out during the course of the year. They will occasionally add and drop products as a matter of normal business. We remain optimistic that Palmetto cheese will be back on the shelves in the not too distant future. And uh, Costco has not commented on its decision to remove Palmetto cheese from a <laughs> from a portion of its 785 stores. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? That's exactly what I was saying. I'm telling you, that was like just an excuse for them. They probably didn't like the name anyway, and it probably didn't sell well in Florida. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, something called Palmetto, which is like one of the most disgusting creatures, by the way. You yeah. Know, like in Florida, you know, like you, you named a food product after it. By the way, it's a cockroach that is five the times the size of a German cockroach with wings with no boundaries and it will dive bomb you if you get too close it will fly at you not away from you like most animals are afraid of humans no this thing will come at you it is on constant high alert offense mode so it's like a cocaine up cockroach 
Yeah, no, yeah. like a crack cockroach is gonna come at you and grab your wallet. Nice. No, it's yeah. scary. It's you? That's crazy. Oh. Okay, so I've got my second story here. Are you guys ready for this one? I'm not yeah. 100% done with this one. Okay, go ahead. Let's do it. I'm going to say... <laughs> Sean, listen. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> You're a single dad, but with a girlfriend now. Yeah, you know, like... Off the market ladies. Off the market ladies. So, uh, yeah. you, it's not like you buy in bulk, right? No. But snack foods and stuff, you need to buy in bulk, so go to Costco. And I'm going to say right now, I endorse Costco. Boom. And I have no idea where I'm going to get my bulk palmetto cheese anymore. Well, no, yeah. screw yeah. palmetto I mean, cheese. Sure, you know, under... Pile of roaches, you could probably find some palmetto cheese. Gross. <laughs> All right, next news story. All right, guys, here we go. Okay, our next news story. Um, this one is a little more serious. The last one is a little more lighthearted, right? But this one's a little more serious. And oh, you I, teased us. And I'd actually be curious to get both of your um, opinions on this. I think this one is personally offensive to me. Okay. All right. Why is it taking away your right to be Spanish and drink? No. Oh. <laughs> I love to drink and then I'm Spanish. But no, it has nothing to do with that. I think it's just I think it's just widely offensive. Okay. okay. So Alright, sorry, I'll be serious. The a Louisville police major on Antifa and BLM basically his stance was quote, they will be the ones washing our cars. Ew. First of all, it's Louisville. Louisville they don't even know how to say what, what does it. that even mean? I mean, what Okay, let me let me Yeah, let me go m- more into that. Um, a message purportedly sent by a Louisville police major last month claims police officers and their families are quote being doxxed. Hey, you guys are familiar with being doxxed, right? Mhm. Okay. And says but for pe- our listeners, why don't we... So being docs means um, getting your personal information being sent out there on the internet. Uh, you're being personally identified so people know your name, address, you know, so on. Um, and he's saying that people who are part of the Antifa and Black Lives Matter movements are the same people washing officers' cars, working at Walmart, or living in their parents' basements. He went on to say, quote, I know it is hard to keep our thoughts and opinions to ourselves sometimes. Yeah, I know. Especially when we, as a whole or as an individual, become the target of people in the public who criticize what we do without even knowing the facts. That was the beginning, you know, the beginning of the message, right? Mm-hmm. Then he went on to say, these Antifa and BLM people especially the ones who just jumped on the bandwagon, quote, yesterday, because they became, quote, woke. And then he said, in parens, insert eye roll here, do not deserve a second glance or thought from us. Our little pinky toenails have more character, morals, and ethics than these punks have in their entire body. Do not stop to their level, which is not the right saying right stoop um do not respond to them 
If we do, we only validate what they did. Do not make them important because they are not. They will be the ones washing our cars, cashing us out of Walmart, or living in their parents' basement playing Call of Duty for their entire life. Whoa. It just... I don't know. Like That sounded like a giant like oxymoron statement. Because, like, I'm not... <clears throat> I don't know anything about Antifa. Or, any, you know, I know what it is, but yeah. I'm not really involved in that. But... Right. I could tell you if you, if you're just listening to that and you're saying like oh these people are going to be at Walmart which is implying that they're not very well educated and they're not like you know applying themselves for whatever reason and then they're saying like we're being doxxed. I mean you got to be pretty smart to dox somebody. I mean you can't you're not going to sure. you know be a cashier at the Dollar Tree and then like know how to like hack someone's personal files and get their information and put that out there. I mean, especially like law enforcement, some of those people are pretty hard, you know, some easy, some hard, but it it would take effort. You know, I I can't see like your average Walmart cashier caring enough to even want to go do that. So it sounds like he's like saying like the opposite of what he's saying in his statement. Yeah, and I I think it's more so that this this guy is basically, um, you know, basically just saying that anyone who's either antifa or blm are losers well first of all you can't categorize them as one and the same when did they group did did like did i miss something did did blm and antifa like (laughs) like come together or like like unify or something right i think the blm movement had a extremist antifa break off where there's this extremist group antifa and you know they they i think they were part of it at first but i don't know it was it's just this extremist group that is nothing to do with the blm movement anymore Hmm. yeah because remember in the earliest days of the blm movement there was this rioting and looting and at peaceful protests and they were saying like this is not us and then they came out like, um, you know, justifying it that this was Antifa. It's a whole other group, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, th- that would be like, um, what's that festival called that all the country people like to go to and they cook hot dogs out of the, the truck bed or whatever? Like, the I forgot what that rib roundup. I don't know. It's like some festival they do every year, but like, it'd be the equivalent of saying, like, you know, the KKK is responsible for that, like said, like country festival or whatever. And, you know, even though some of the people from that festival may be associated with that, that doesn't mean that that particular like festival for country music is related to the KKK. You know what I mean? Like it, just because like there's some bad apples doesn't mean you associate, you know, like this whole other separate thing with that, you know, and yeah. it just seems like people are finding, you know, people that don't care or just looking for a way to attack something always going to find a way to put a negative spin on it no matter what it is mm-hmm. yeah and i think i think more so to that too though is that you know this is one of many officers that are saying this type of opinion right how much do you want to bet this uh louisville police major is white well i mean he's probably i mean 100 to 1 <clears throat> yep <laughs> I mean, it... yeah it just is what it is, right? 
it's just well, yeah. these types of things are just so disappointing to hear white people say just like the cockroach cheese guy you know it's like all lives matter and you know i used to be that person all lives matter but i thought i was saying the right thing you know everyone matters i truly did not think that i was racist i thought that it was just like I want to be inclusive to everyone, but the ignorance behind that was I just didn't realize how completely disproportionate black people were treated across the board. I mean, we're talking police interaction, medical care, everything. And the more I learned, the more I realized how disrespectful that is. And you know, like I said in the first podcast, I don't think anyone is a complete lost cause, but Damn, if I'm not disappointed when I hear white people say stupid stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you can't waste too much time with, like, people that are going to be set in their ways and say dumb things. Because there's going to be a lot of people that do do that. It's just, like, you got to make sure that those kind of people are not the people in power. And that, that blows down to, like, that whole, like voting and accountability thing you know if if you can't hold these people in power accountable then it, it doesn't really matter anything else you do i mean we gotta yeah. get out there and vote and and make the changes you know in certain levels absolutely i feel bad for everyone who lives in louisville that is under this police um jurisdiction they all need to vote yeah it's like people like you gotta understand when there's a system in place that benefits somebody, right? Like not not even like Black Lives Matter related, but when there's like some sort of mechanism that's benefiting you and it's like bringing you money or making your life easier or, you know, giving you some sort of power, you're not going to want to change that willingly. I mean, because mm -hmm. why would you? You know, like it, you're, you're, it, your life is good right now. So somebody comes in there, you know, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, your, your neighbor, and they're like, hey, look, I, you shouldn't be doing that because, you know, it's hurting people. But like you're like, no, no, I should be doing that because, you know, at the end of the day, it's making my life a lot, you know, more convenient. You're now you're going to inconvenience my life because, it, you know, it's hurting said person, you know, and, yeah. and that's a lot of what's going on. Yeah, true. Are we ready for our third news story? Yeah, I don't I don't have a scripted news story for this one. Right. But I think what I wanted to do was just play a, a quick two minute clip uh, from CNBC, if that's OK with you guys. Yeah. Um, and this one is, you know, basically titled that leaders deny black mortgage applicants 80% higher than white applicants. Is yeah, that and because this they have bad credit? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I don't want to hear this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just, just skip the story altogether. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, no, Sean, this, this particular black homeowner faced discrimination in appraisals just for being black. It had nothing to do with his credit. Actually, I'm not oh, even okay. sure if this is the same Woo. story, to be honest, but we'll see because if, <laughs> <laughs> if, if we do this story, shot, just, just tell me to pause it and I will. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to no, go, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and play. Now, now so let's, let's, let's hear it and, Let's see what we have to say about it, okay? All right. 
When Achille Ackridge saw interest rates plummet last spring, he decided to refinance the mortgage on his Maryland townhouse. The original loan was in his partner's name, but she recently started her own business, so they figured his credentials would make it easier. Over six-figure salary, 800 credit oh, six score, figures, not bad, huh? uh, gainfully yeah. employed. He loaded all of his information into a mortgage search site, and the calls started coming in. All the lenders asked his race, but all said he did not have to disclose it. He told the first lender he was black. So the gentleman came back and advised, you know, you know turns out we're not interested in townhomes right now. Why not? Of course. He just said it's an industry standard right now. He also disclosed his race to the second lender, who said they could do the refinance, no industry issue with townhomes, but at a rate higher than what he already had. So I started to realize maybe, maybe I need to not disclose my race. They said it's an option that I have. A majority of black home buyers are concerned about qualifying for a mortgage, while less than half of white buyers are, according to a Zillow survey, because lenders deny mortgages for black applications at a rate 80 percent higher than that of white applicants, according to the most recent data from the Home Mortgage Disclosure Act. As for Achille, two more lenders called, and he declined to answer the race question. Both gave him competitive market rates. One even tried to beat the other. Suddenly, the process was easy, as it had been for Achilles' partner, Melissa, when they bought the home together two years ago. I know that I am not the only one to go through this. I know I'm not the first, and I know I won't be the last, but at least I want someone else out there to understand that this is not normal, that this is not right. Wow. That's crazy. What do you think, Sean? Well, damn, I'm going to put white on my uh, mortgage application. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. So it turns like, what, out. What race are you? I'm going to be like, I'm Caucasian. <laughs> oh, wow. From the uh, islands of Cauc uh, Caucus. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, damn. You know, That's I so mean, that, sad. That is, uh, I mean, it, it's it's a. I I wish I could say it was surprising. I mean, it's not. It's not surprising. It it's sad and disappointing. That's true. But am I really surprised? Not, not really. so much. I mean, you, you can. Yeah. Well, that's one thing about America. And so, on some level, you could always count on the financial institutions and those in power to be somewhat racist. You know, yeah. um, and, and it's kind of sad. It's just, yeah, it's super sad to me. You know, and, the, and that's the thing, right, is that you've got a guy who admittedly was making six figures. I know. This dude's making six figures. He definitely didn't have bad credit, Sean. How you doing? Yeah, so I mean, that's why I'm like, thank you for the heads up, man. You, I mean, <laughs> I know this is a podcast. <laughs> you made my life a lot easier. I mean, I'm like to all the um, black people out there getting mortgages right now, listening to this. You, you know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> decline. Select, select the white option. <laughs> you will get a hundred percent approved. No race specified. First yeah, of all, exactly. No do race, it no online. Race specified. <laughs> That's right.
feel like oh my I, God. It, like there's a whole uh, gender identity thing going on right now. It's what you identify as. I identify as Caucasian on this mortgage at this time. <laughs> <laughs> you can't identify, identify as rich. <laughs> <laughs> identify as with a lot of money. Uh, my name yeah, is Sean. Right? <laughs> I identify as white and extremely wealthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Give me my townhouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta oh like. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, in, in all reality though, in seriousness and stuff, it, got... that is something that needs to be addressed by legislators, and and they have to have rules against things like that because that that is definitely discri- discriminatory lending. Yeah. So I mean, without well, and I thought we, I place, thought we had rules against that after the whole. Uh, real estate collapse earlier, right? But apparently, pfft, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> we ha- we got rules against predatory lending. Predatory lending, you're right. Yeah, not discriminatory yeah. lending. You're right. No, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> predatory. It's like now we won't give you a loan. We won't give you a loan all willy nilly anymore, and you know, give you like a thirty percent interest rate. But we'll tell you no because <laughs> I mean, you're black and yeah. you're, we think you're high risk. Because yeah, you're black. exactly. Because because either you marked black on your uh, on your application, or you have a name that looks black. Sorry, well, that's right. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, that that uh, no race thing would be uh, hard pressed to pass if your name is like Daquan or something like that. You know. Yeah, but Sean Alexis, I don't know. I think you're good. Yeah, man. Like I think I, I can pass it as like a French Canadian or something. <laughs> that's terrible. What what is it with you, French man? Come on. I know. I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not dating any French girls anymore, so I'm out of that market. So that's. But he was like a hundred for a hundred before this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, like the French girls were like burning me, and they were laughing like ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like and they, they were loving it, and I'm, I'm just over here in like a pile of tears but <laughs> oh my goodness Aww. all right yeah. so so let's go ahead and switch some gears here for a minute um mel do you want to go ahead and introduce our next uh section here for just a moment yeah so sean we had an interesting post today um from orion i believe i'm saying that right if not i'm sure he'll um tell me but uh we had a really good post at our group black lives now um i'll probably remove from the group for this post but i believe this perspective warrants discussion what if three black cops showed up to a white person's house because of orders from their superior and were charged with crimes because they shot back after being shot at first would you riot then the real injustice is the system ordered a no-knock search warrant on a civilian without criminal records. The system tried to bypass due process, and all too often this happens disproportionately to people of color. Penalizing officers for the decision of leadership doesn't make the world a better place. Now, before we comment, I want to welcome Orion. I believe that's his name, but he can let me know. Yeah. Um, he's here as a guest. How are you doing? Are you here, Orion? Um, I'm doing well. Thank you for letting me be included and um, sharing perspectives because that's ultimately how everybody learns more. And the name's Orion, like the constellation Orion's belt. Oh, that makes sense. I'm sorry. Thanks, Orion, for joining us. More people get it wrong than right, so I'm used to it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Sorry about that. Orion, that's an actually amazing name. 
and I thank you very am much. Kicking myself that I got that wrong. So Ryan, you're here with uh, Melody Rich uh, and Sean. Correct. All right. So, so this is a two-person podcast, because I and there are people listening in, or is this like a big group? No, this is usually a Melody and Rich podcast. We have a guest, Sean. Oh, so then this gets rebroadcast, rebroadcasted at a later date, and then people can basically listen in as they see fit. You got it. You got it. Okay, now I understand. Okay. <laughs> so what you got, Ryan? And it, everything gets posted in its entirety. It's not like a clip of and no, some of my words no. can be snippeted. Okay, as long as, I, as long as everything's posted in its entirety, I, I'll feel... You know, I feel less apprehensive about sharing points nope. of view. No, nope, we do oh, not. Absolutely. We do not edit anything that we're going to talk about right now. Even me totally botching your name will be all included. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I can deal with those parameters. Okay, great. So I just wanted to thank you, first of all, for posting this because it's a good discussion piece. I feel like our group specifically is Basically, the reason I founded it was we needed a safe space to talk, listen, and learn. So you're right on target. You're asking questions. You're willing to learn. And you're not, you know, bullying anyone. You just want to know, you know, have some feedback. And I think you got some good feedback. What do you think? No, I got really good feedback. And it's one of the things is, I'm not sure if you noticed, when people come back to back, I wasn't combative at all. Because no, absolutely. I'm a firm believer you have to collect a lot of evidence from a lot of different sources because you don't want to be the person that's stuck in an echo chamber. You know what I yes. mean? I'm a big person. I'll watch 30 minutes of CNN, then 30 minutes of Fox News because oh, I like I to watch <laughs> how they take the same story and report it in a different way. Right, and a lot of exactly. people don't realize that they're only getting one perspective and they're missing out on key information on both sides. I'm very neutral when it comes to politics. But I'm, uh, I'm also, t- too, as I've seen, anytime people have huge disagreements, it's usually because they're being fed a perspective that makes it almost impossible for them to get along with somebody fed a different perspective. It sounds like you're my husband right now. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it sounds like you spend a lot of time fact-checking. I mean, yeah. you have I to try Fox to do because, um, one, the, I, I don't want to look dumb because I got the facts wrong. You know what I mean? If we sure. interpret the facts differently, like, I can almost live with that. But if we're, if, if we're debating a different topic, it's impossible to see eye to eye because we're not even having the same evidence to begin with. Right. That's true. And what do you and think? And also, too, this is a long-term view. Um, some of these issues, I kind of consider these issues are going that, – that, that, that situation I, I, I propose, I don't think that's happening right now. However, right. the world is changing, and that situation very well could happen in the future. And I'll put it this way. It's more likely to happen in the future because the demographics and the power structure of the country are changing. Maybe not fast enough to be fair, but it is changing. So stuff like that is going to be more likely to happen. So you don't want to box yourself into this is wrong now, and now it's not benefiting the same people it was supposed to benefit in the beginning. Right. Yeah. You know, there are several agencies who are looking to diversify their officer base so you're right. This could be a situation. No, no. Well, I'm in California, and, and it's it's already happening here. So in California, um, we're having a mass exodus of white people that have retirement benefits. White cops are just retiring. They're like, I'm not trying to deal with this. I got my benefits. I'm out. And yeah. then what happens is more and more, more and more um, minorities are filling these voids 
because the white, the young white officers, they don't consider the position to be as valuable as it used to be, and they consider it like they don't want to get involved with what's going on. So the police force is changing, you know, um, exponentially as it's going on. So there's right. going to be a situation as somebody who's half Caucasian. I understand that I'm going to have a lot more interactions with police officers. In the past, I could take for granted that they look like for me. In the future, yeah. that's going to be less and less of an issue. I do think or more. that the interactions I've had with non-Caucasian officers are better overall than the interactions I've had with Caucasian officers, which is purely anecdotal. So that's not a yeah. scientific fact. And I recognize that. But I think that it's good that we diverse you know, we need representation. What do you think about that? I definitely agree. I also think there's certain situations. I gave an analogy. Um, I've seen some situations where um, there was a white officer being called to a situation, and basically the person was accusing that person of being racist, and I felt like they should have called for backup and then maybe had a different cop handle that situation. To me, it's the same analogy as um, – you don't maybe a woman would feel more comfortable complaining about sexual harassment to another woman. You know so that's they why do a that. Lot of HR departments say that they don't want to have that. You know, I mean you should you can't have only you old back in the seventies had HR complaint we had women complaining to men and well, it, it kind of perpetuated the old boys network and I think yeah. that can happen in other scenarios as well. So for decades now, um, if there's a woman officer on staff if they have any kind of rape case or possible rape molestation stuff like that they always have the female show up and i feel like you're right they should always have multiple ethnicities you know they always have that one spanish officer who can come and translate why don't they have black haitian jamaican you know whatever to deal with situations that might have a lot of issues lost in communication culturally. And, yeah. And can I ask, uh, Orion, are you NorCal or SoCal? I'm NorCal. I'm Sacramento. NorCal. I'm originally okay. yeah, a Floridian. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, um, I, that's how I'm kind of got linked up with this East coast group. Cause that's cool. where my, uh, that's where I grew up. Cool. I'm, I, uh, spent some time in NorCal myself. Um, okay. Well, and we're I trying also, to be national, so spread the word, Orion. <laughs> I will, I will. I'll start inviting people now that I feel like open discussion is allowed because That's I, don't, what we I want, think a lot of sure. people need to speak with other people of different points of view or we're never really going to understand each other. Yeah, absolutely. We want to be bipartisan so, and open for you know discussion and learning. And, Sean, you got any points in there? Yeah, so just to uh, – I mean, I hear what you're saying. Um, what was your name again? I'm sorry, I missed it. Orion. My name's Orion. That, Good. G O O D. First name Orion. All right. Thanks, Orion. So, so. And what you guys brought up about, about the name? I got a cool little story uh, that's anecdotal. If you guys don't mind me telling it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so go for it. I'm actually only half, half Caucasian. So my mom is white, and she, that's where my last name Good come from. My dad is Spanish, and he had a very ethnic oh, sounding last just name. Just like me. <laughs> I applied for the same company with both my dad's last name and my mom's white last name, and they hired the white me and didn't hire the Spanish me. <laughs> What's your Spanish last name? Uh, I prefer not to disclose it because no, no, um, no, 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 no
Yeah, but but <laughs> ours hey, is Rodriguez. <laughs> Orion, I hear yeah, you, buddy. Yeah, it's I'm, um, there's there's a there's there's a I'll have my sister explain the backstory. There 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 might there's potentially a court case in the past and the future based on it, so I can't disclose it. No worries. Oh, no worries. Hey, don't do it. Um, but I'll tell you what, Orion, I'm the same way. My mom is uh, white. My dad is uh, Hispanic, and um, you know given last name and <laughs> which is ironic i had a definite or a different uh you know situation to where i got some scholarships and and whatnot out of my last name <laughs> he <but> exploited it <laughs> i exploited my oh, last I, okay name. well i did the opposite because I, I applied for the spanish scholarships I, to be honest with you i always flip-flopped based on what benefited me at the moment sure and <laughs> I, I think that. that's human nature yeah of yeah of course no, we appreciate your input because um, we want to make sure that everyone listening, everyone who's part of our page or our, you know, group, Facebook, whatever, um, we all are here to learn. You know, Sean can help us. Our other admins can help us. We're just a bunch of white people coming late to the party, to be Some honest. Of us. Some of us. Not all of us are white. All right. We got a bunch of non-white, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, but a lot of the group is white, and we're here to learn, and that's the point. Exactly. So so to that point, um, as far as, like, what we're talking about, which was the no-knock warrant and Breonna Taylor, just to bring it back to that, there was almost an exact same case that happened in 2006 in Atlanta, Georgia. And this mm-hmm. lady, this um, white lady's name was Katherine Johnson, I think her name was, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And, and in 2006, she was, uh, a new, no-knock warrant was served on her. She was like, I think she was like in her 50s or something. And they mm-hmm. kicked in the door, shot and killed her. Now, what happened was the officer was sentenced to 10 years. Her family was paid millions of dollars. And everybody was, you know, the people, most of the officers involved in it were either fired or, you know, or you know, punished accordingly. Now that's the almost exact same thing that happened to Brianna Taylor. The only difference is the victim was white versus black. So they so, got the address correct when it happened. So it was the right address and so forth. No, it was a botched. It was the incorrect address. They served a no knock warrant to the wrong yeah. house in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So, I mean, that's one discrepancy. Um, she, which I'm assuming she, um, this sounds bad, but homeowners, regardless of color, tend to get preferential treatment. It's not fair. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's unilaterally fair or unilaterally implied, but those are little weird things that because that happen. You know what I mean? Like I get there's that there is enough where I I don't know. You'd have to really know why the address got botched. You know what I mean? Like that that's a. I mean, but does it really matter though? It's the same thing. Well, like yeah. I mean, did, I, I did they say? Did they say why that why the address got botched at Brianna Taylor? No, they just said it did. I mean, the point is is that the the fact of the matter is is that white people, when it comes to the law, at least at the very least, the law, they get preferential treatment. So, and I agree. law enforcement and law enforcement it works for the government, you know. And so, if you you mix the two, it's like you get you're getting bonus points at that point. You got a white person plus you're working for the police department. I mean, the, the, you're, unless you're killing someone blatantly or doing some erroneous stuff and caught on camera, you're probably not going to get sentenced to anything that bad. You might just lose your job or something. I mean, which is sad. I mean, because these are people, 
you know, innocent people that are dying. I mean, that girl was like, you know, walking down the hallway in the middle of the night of her house. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- these are people's yeah. lives. No, I have some huge problems with the whole Breonna Taylor, how the cops enforced it. The, the mere fact, if they didn't answer, just put a note on the door. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they, they sh- you, there's a certain due process. You shouldn't be assuming that somebody's hard to apprehend. So that to me, that was an immediate red flag. I also had a major um, discrepancy of the time of day that it was. Why was it that late at night where people are supposed to be asleep? They're supposed to be startled. I can give you a true story. I had a roommate walk into my – she busted in the house because she forgot the key. I took a golf club. I, I almost freaking took her head off. You know what I mean? Because it was in the middle of the night. My house – in my opinion, I thought it was an intruder, and I almost hurt somebody that I – the last person in the world I wanted to hurt because it was such a startling event. So the way they respond, Kenny responded, I consider to be a hundred percent normal. And the fact that they put him in that position is a huge injustice. And yeah. and that was my biggest problem with the thing is you can't put human beings in that position to begin with because that was a military tactic for a very low level crime. If this it's not like they had a drug um you know drug empire they've been trying to get a hold of these people for ten years. This was low level petty stuff. Um, it, they, they, they could have tried to apprehend them at four o'clock in the day, not at 1245 at night. You know what I mean? There was a, and also it's an apartment complex. So it's not like they're running like a drug dynasty and they've got like, they're a cartel leader. So the, the, the fact that they use military tactics on a regular citizen, I consider to be appalling. Absolutely. So, can I ask you a question? What is your view on the fact that they shot 19 times after striking her uh, at least three times before the other officer fired off the, the remaining shots. Because one officer struck Brianna Taylor, I think it was like three times before the other officer rattled off like another like 12 shots or so. What's your view I, on the 19 shots that were fired? I, I think it says a lot about the state of mind of the officers, that they felt that they were going into a very highly contentious area and I, I would really question why they believed that they were so emotional that even after the, she was most likely, I mean, permanently dead, they kept going. It, I, it, to me, it shows that a, a, they had a mental aggression in their mindset is be, would be my guess. Now, I wasn't there, but that seemed like a lot. Now, what I don't know is how many times Kenny shot at them. So, like, I don't know. And I don't know the statistics. One. Okay. So that, 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 again, that leads to is extremely aggressive. I'm sure, so to me, it, I, I think the, the officers had like a we're going to get these people kind of mentality going in from the outside looking in, and that's highly problematic. Yeah. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and to, that, to that effect, um, there, I mean, these stories happen so frequently. It's kind of sad. But um, – a couple of weeks ago, I would say it's probably closer to a month at this point, there was a guy that was riding a bicycle on the right, wrong side of the road, you know, on the bike path, though, but on the opposite side, got off the bike, ran from the officer, officers, uh, he didn't have any weapons or anything in his possession, you know, on him when he was shot, and he was shot, they fired, I think it was like 20 rounds at him, at an unarmed man that had his hand in the air. They shot him 20 times and killed him, black man that was getting off a bicycle and uh, running. So, I mean, like, this is not, like, if it was like, hey, look, you know, these people busted into Breonna Taylor's house and 
you know, they shot 19 shots because this one guy got shot in the leg. That'd be one thing. You'd be like, okay, you know, I get it. Well, but then, like, you got a guy on a bicycle in plain sight, you know, with no weapon, hands in the air, getting shot 20 times. You know, it starts to become like a pattern. You're like, you know, okay, well, you know, excessive force. Well, I believe that, too, because I, I, one of the things is um, the mere fact they felt they need to get a no-knock warrant to begin with. That, that showed a highly, um, like, hunting down citizens type of mentality. You know what I mean? Because if you looked at it from a strictly logical point of view, I don't think somebody with a white-sounding name in a certain neighborhood, they could even get that legal procedure approved of to begin with. Oh, good so, point. Uh, yeah, so that, that's where I thought the biggest injustice was. And, that's why, and then they lied about the, what happened on the police report. So, therefore, they should have all been fired right then and there. Because the first thing they did after killing another human being was, let's cover, I don't want to get in trouble with this. That was their first thing. It wasn't like, let's report what happened to the judicial system. Can weed this out and make better systems and procedures in the future? It's like, no, I need to get out of this so I can keep being a cop. Wow. That, that's and really you have these, Yeah, and I have these anecdotal stories. Now, one of my stories, I have a situation that's happened twice in my life. It's not something I read in the news. It happened in my life. So one day, uh, there's a, a black woman. Just a quick editing note. Uh, we actually lost uh, a little bit of audio due to some technical difficulties uh, with our mic system. Uh, just a note that nothing has been edited or uh, cut, but we did lose some continuity in our interview. Uh, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and play the remaining audio that was captured. Thanks, everybody, for listening said nothing because we're just let the officer kind of go on his little rant and we're just trying to get it over and done with and this time i actually spoke up and said hey i've jaywalked a thousand times and the only time i get stopped with it is when you're detaining somebody else that doesn't look like me and then that time he kind of let us go immediately because i think he was scared of where the conversation could go wow that's crazy and he had nothing to say he, he, yeah, he, he did. He just, I think he, he, he asked if I was a lawyer. And I said, I don't have the right, I don't have to answer that question. There you I, go. I'm not a lawyer, but I knew if I said it like that, he'd be so scared that I was that he would uh, basically, you know, end the interaction because, like, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know what I mean? He, he was just looking for excuses to, um, you know, ask people questions. You know, and he, was, mm -hmm. he was being an investigator instead of, uh, you know, a protector. Right. And that's, I think, where we have the issue is that we want the police to go back to protect and serve, not, you know, fight and instant, you know, instigate. Yeah, yeah. well, that's you know why I brought the military example. Yeah. Because the military yeah. is a different yeah. objective. They're, they're, they're there to end the threat, you know what I mean? Whereas the cops are there to prevent the threat. It's a totally different mindset. But sometimes they give the police department starts having these military mindsets and it causes these escalations in these neighborhoods and it creates a divide where the citizens don't trust the police officers. So the police officers don't trust the citizens. And then it turns into these these neighborhoods that it, it's almost like the chicken or the egg. Nobody knows why it's happening, but it's going to continue to happen as long as those mindsets exist. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I you know what you know what really surprises me. Like, there's, I mean, I I, I get surprised by things once in a while, but the thing <laughs> that really has been surprising to me is and interesting 
is that there's so many people, or at least they claim, to be surprised by the amount of racism and discrimination that's still going on to black people in America. They're, you know, like, like it, it's almost like white people were living in this mental, like, dystopian Bubble. world where they were, like, safe and, and like, racism didn't exist, you know? And it's yeah, crazy it's the to white see, like, bubble. We got to have well, a whole yeah. podcast on the white bubble. Well, to some white people, the racism didn't exist until the Internet came about because it was just something they saw on TV. It was never it was nothing, something they were ever confronted with. The Internet caused <clears> people <throat> from the, 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 the worst ghetto neighborhoods. I'm sorry to use that term, but I only use that term so you would imagine what the people look like in that neighborhood to some of the most rural areas. And those people didn't have access to each other. And then the internet made these people in these rural areas have to talk to these people. And they're like, what do you mean racism doesn't list? I'm nice to the two black people in the world I know. But it, they're in a bubble where they don't have – they have complete ignorance to other people's situations. And they don't understand it because they've never seen it. I, I grew up in very city-like env- environments. For about four of my 12 years of school, I went to predominantly black high schools. So I – or black schools because some of them are in junior um, fourth grade as well. So I had a lot different perspective. I've been the only white person in the classroom for one year of my life. So, so is my husband. Means, and I, but I've also been in schools where when I lived in North Carolina for a year because I moved around a lot, where we only had five black kids in the whole school. So I've seen mm-hmm. both, both sides. And you, when you have these different perspectives, you see how humans act very differently when, when they're in the control position and not in the control position. Mm-hmm. Rich, yeah, I got a crazy. question, you know, just to get a little perspective from you. I'm just curious. Just like, I want to pick your mind for a second. Are you there? Yeah, yeah Rich here. is here. Yeah, right. So, Rich, so my question is. Hold on one like, second. What's... I'm sorry. <clears throat> Rich's mic is dead. Well, what's your curious. question? <laughs> All right. So, so my question, Rich, is this. Um, what? Why is it like that? I guess like when when nobody can make a life, right? Like you, you, the only way you make a life is by making a new life. You know, you have a baby, whatever. You know, we know how that works. The birds, mm-hmm. the bees. But you know, like when you kill somebody, you know, they're dead. There's no coming back. There's no thriller. You know, people aren't coming out of the ground like zombies. So, like, why is there such an insensitivity when it comes to the murdering of anybody in America? I mean, it's just like you know, black people get murdered or whatever, innocent or you know, especially the innocent ones, of course, you know, mm-hmm. they get murdered by cops or other, you know, racist people or something like that. And then it's just like the first thing it seems that people go to is justifying why they were killed instead of like, hey, like this is a person first and foremost. And this person has a family and people that love them. So like just why is the first mechanism in the mind of you know, Americans like, hey, let's justify the reason why this person was killed and not like have any consideration that the fact that this person's no longer here on this earth and there's not a million billion dollars is not going to bring this person back. And, you know, why, why is that not a thing? You know, why, why, why are we so cold on that regard? What, why do you think that is, Rich? Man, that's a good question. And it's a really long, good question that he can't hear because of his mic, but, um, <laughs> well, it's just, you know, I mean, what do you think, Melody? I mean, you're right. What do, what do you think about that? I think number one, 
there's a huge disparity that has just been passed down from generation to generation that black people's lives just don't matter as much white. Um, you see it from 400 years ago when black people were stripped and were naked, sold at auction. And you see it now where a police officer murders a white person and murders a black person. And the first thing that happens when the black person is murdered is, well, they have a charge from 20 years ago and that's why blah, 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 blah. The white person, the police officers are immediately fired and charged. So there's never any media. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it. to me, I think the problem, a lot of people are like, the law's this and the law's that. And I do think that laws need to be changed. You know, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I do agree that there do need to be changes significantly in the laws to protect uh, minorities. But I think that the real issue in America is there's there's no heart in America, in the culture, in American culture. There's no regard for human life. Yeah. And I think the insensitivity in the culture that's breeding the, this mentality, you know, where it's money first, human lives second, is part of the problem, you know, because regardless whether it's black, white, or in between, I mean, it's still a human life and none of us can bring them back. And I think, uh, you know, that's a cultural problem that I don't think has been addressed, you know, yet as part of this problem. That's a good point, Sean. I think that you're right. I mean, we've been so desensitized by media violence in shows video games we just we don't see the fragility of life until it hits home exactly yeah i i think cognitive dissonance people don't want to believe that the world's unfair and unjust so they justify it so they don't have to feel like the world's not safe and unfair even if it pertains to somebody else that's not them yeah. So, and it's to protect their own mindset and their own security reasons. And unfortunately, it causes them to be desensitized to other people. Yeah. And one of the things I try, I've tried to tell people is you can't give Breonna Taylor justice because she cannot be brought back. You know what I mean? The only thing you can do is prevent the system from somebody else having their life taken away for circumstances that should have never happened. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that was the point of the original point of the post was don't let these cops go to jail and say justice was served because there was an elected judge who's, who's at a very high standard who just kind of like, hey, let the cops do their thing. And you know what I mean? They know what they're doing instead of really cold hard looking at the facts and saying, hey, what's the long term consequences of, of, of signing these warrants? What yeah. could really go wrong? And that's the, and the thing is, they're at an ethical position to know the consequences of it because they understand they're creating precedents and laws. And yeah. I didn't want the small people to take the blame when the big fish swim away. And I, I don't think a lot of people got that was the point of the post. Right. I I, I absolutely agree, and I think that uh, the the regard for human life should be the absolute guideline for making laws in America. You know, like that should be put first, the regard for human life and uh, the necessity to preserve human life, regardless of the race and color of the individuals should come first. 
busting into somebody's door at one o'clock and then the thing and the thing I try to go well they said they said they were police it doesn't matter I can knock on your door right now and say I'm a police officer it doesn't mean I'm a police officer that's not a burden of proof for somebody that's home is about to get invaded and it doesn't matter if you're in a legal position you're not it's right in the constitution you can't just barge into people's homes it's a legal search and seizure and it was to prevent those instances from happening there shouldn't be this crime. This this crime is so bad that we're going to put human lives into danger because it wasn't a, a violent situation until the cops made it a violent situation, and that's what ultimately made it wrong. Um, most people that sell drugs, they do it not because they want to make money. You know what I mean? Uh, so so and and the situation was that person that was previously that got linked to the crime was no longer part of that premise either. So that made it even worse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you, Orion, for being part of our podcast and giving us your input, starting a discussion on our page. And I want to thank you, Sean, excuse me, for being a guest as well. We have to do this more often. (laughs) It was a pleasure. Well, well, thank you for having me. And uh, I would like to maybe be on it again uh, with a little bit more advanced notice and, and really bring up points from other points of view of like long-term consequences of how to make things better as a country. Cause that's my ultimate reason why I joined the group is I want, I was looking for um, two people from two different backgrounds to come up with commonalities of how we feel like this could be run. That's most fair to everybody involved. Yeah. And, and that involves people from the other sides of the fence, actually talking and discussing with each other. Absolutely. And we've done a lot of um, interviews with Republican and Democrat, you know, different sides of the fence. Um, I think that we'll be doing a community podcast as well that you could be part of. So we'll definitely keep in touch. No problem. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to gang up on me or what was happening, but I felt like um, my voice was heard and you guys were listening from a where is this guy coming from? And I didn't feel prejudged or anything like that. And I really, really appreciated that. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. Okay, Take well, care. Appreciate nice meeting you too, Sean and Melanie. Thanks. Bye. And Rich says bye too. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, Sean, thank you so much. I'm going to end the podcast here. Um, this is the second episode of The Water Cooler. And you can... Find us on blnow.org. All of our social media is there. And join our group. Um, subscribe to YouTube. I feel like it YouTube. should be like clinking a beer now. Be like clink, clink, clink. Yeah. <laughs> Let's cheers. Everybody cheers. Yeah. All right. Well, it was nice talking to you guys. Right, till next time. Yeah. Till next time. Take care.